What's up, Dream Warriors? Welcome back to another episode of a podcast on Elm Street. I'm Mark. And I'm Brooke. And this week, we are wrapping up our monthly theme of why haven't we done this yet? And we're following up last week's episode with the sequel to It, mm-hmm. obviously called It Chapter 2. Yeah. Um, we figured, why not? I mean, it's a pretty much direct continuation of the first one just Mm kind of made sense yeah and uh yeah i think that like this is what a second time watch for both of us this is my third watch third watch okay yeah i watched it uh probably about three years ago um because it uh, was on crave for a while there oh yeah that's right so yeah yeah i watched it in theaters and then haven't watched it since It was the last movie we watched in theaters. No, not, that's a lie. But I'm saying that. We watched it in theaters together, but it's not the last movie we watched together in theaters. Did we watch it together? Yeah, we did. Just you and I? No, uh, Alan was with us. Okay. And I think Casey. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That was a while back. That was like right when we started the podcast, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, most definitely not the last movie we saw in theaters together. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm excited to talk about it. Me too, actually. It, it uh, yeah, I think. Uh, what? Well, uh, whatever. Before we start talking about it, though, let's kick off our booze and news. Let's do it. What are you drinking tonight? Uh, so I'm drinking a Great Lakes Brewery uh, Canuck Pale Ale. Ooh, fitting. That's how all Canadians look like, except for me. He looks more like you on this thing. But... <laughs> little Paul Bunyan. Yeah. It's yeah. fitting because there's like a Paul Bunyan statue in this movie, too. There is, yeah. yeah. Didn't even think of that. What are you drinking? I'm drinking just a plain old Miller Lite. Nice. Classy. Yeah. I've been drinking the the seltzers and all that shit. And it was such a gorgeous day outside today, man. Like I was sitting at work and I had this big window right in front of my desk. And I was Mm -hmm. looking outside and I was like, there's literally not a cloud in the sky today. Yeah. I'm leaving Mm -hmm. early. So I I left at 2.30, stopped at the beer store. I was like, I just want some nice cold beer. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I fell on. I really like uh like the spring and the fall, but the shitty thing is it's like winter in the morning, mm-hmm. and then like by like afternoon it's like twenty eight degrees. Yeah, you can't prepare for it. <laughs> no, it's like wear a sweater and jeans in the morning on the way to work because it's cold, and then yeah. you're like taking off layers. It's yeah. sweat your balls off. Yeah, um, I'm not only drinking Miller Lite tonight though. Okay. Uh, we went down. We, my little town has a Putin Fest going on right now. Oh yeah. Um, and there was this one little kiosk that only sold drinks, but they sold, uh, pineapple crush and lime crush, which we can't get here in Ontario. It only like it's only in like Newfoundland, I think, in Canada. Oh they, yeah, yeah. They also had 
the Warheads soda. Oh, nice. They had five flavors of this. And then, yeah. uh, so I told the guy, I was like, oh, yeah, I want one of each because we mm-hmm. can't get them here. And Sarah was pissed because I spent $32 on soda. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I don't care. I want to try these. I see Warhead nice. soda all over, like in or TikTok and shit. So have you tried it? I haven't yet. Mm. I'm like halfway through a beer because I was waiting yeah. for you for a little bit. So once yeah. I finish that, I'm gonna try it. Nice. Yeah, they have uh Warhead's uh alcohol in the States too. Yeah, I really want to try that too. Yeah. Cause I follow a lot of those guys on TikTok that like they like do the uh mix this alcohol with this alcohol. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I always see it on there. But I'm excited to try it. Um what have you been watching? Uh quite a bit. Um let's see. Finally got my movie shelf all put together and I got my bookshelf all put together. Um so I've been watching some movies. Exciting. Yeah. Uh, I watched Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania because uh, it's on Disney Plus and it is the worst Marvel movie I have seen. Uh, and, well, I've seen every Marvel movie. Um, it, it's the worst one. I can't believe like I can't believe how bad it was. What was Super- what was your previous least favorite? Uh, I think like Thor the Dark World. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, but uh, it's bad. And then they got all the shit going on with Jonathan Majors now, too, and all his stuff that's happening, which, you know, may be true, may not be true. Who knows? Because they just fucking cancel people before they have a chance of (laughs) even redeeming themselves. So get them, Brooke, get them. Continuing my Fast and Furious, I watched Too Fast, Too Furious. Uh, it used to be my favorite. I still like it a lot, but I think the first Fast and the Furious is just a bit better, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, I watched The Notebook for the first time. First time, wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, really enjoyed it. Has mm-hmm. the two best-looking Canadian actors in it, uh, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, depends who you ask. Ryan Reynolds, maybe a little bit yeah. more. Maybe, maybe. Until you watch the Barbie movie with Gosling and then you'll change your mind. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I watched Encanto for the first time. Mm. Um, it was okay. I, I I didn't like it as much as everyone else did. Just yeah, okay. I uh, watched the Super Mario Bros. movie. Um, to be honest, I got pretty high that night and I, <laughs> I may have fallen asleep for a little bit there, so... Okay. I missed like the third act and woke up in the crest for one. I was like, oh shit. But uh it was okay. Um you've seen it, right? Yeah, we went we took the kids to see it. Yeah. As a Mario fan, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. But like if you peel back the layers and the nostalgia and all that, the story is just like what the fuck? Like it's yeah. so basic. But I guess that's how every Mario game kind of is, to be honest. But it's a kids' movie. <laughs> okay, that that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, obviously we have the nostalgia factor, but I mean, it, they probably tailored it towards kids. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I watched Men in Black two randomly that same night. Actually, um, 
this movie is still bad. I haven't seen it in a very long time. <laughs> um, and it, I, I couldn't believe how bad it was. Like it just from that one, the first one to this one, like just night and day. Yeah. Um, and it's been a while since seeing the third one. I think it's since it came out. So I'm it's excited to so watch that. Better. No. Yeah. Um, I watched Casino Royale because I went on a uh, movie buying splurge. Um, I got the uh, Daniel Craig collection on 4K. Uh, and this is still my favorite James Bond movie of all mm-hmm. time. Um, I haven't seen, obviously, every James Bond movie, but this is just perfection. Yeah. Honestly. Um, and then, so I got movies all together and I added uh, my whole collection on a list of mine you can go check it out of every movie that i own and uh, i was kind of disappointed with how many movies i've logged on letterboxd it was like 49 percent. so i started watching some movies i have and spotlight um but tina's never seen it. i thought she might like that one too because it's an interesting story mm-hmm. and uh yeah it's still a good movie nice. so that's it very cool very cool what about you you watched a lot more than I did. I did. When I was logging on, I was like, I don't think I watched any movies this week, but I did. <laughs> I did. Uh, I watched The Mutilator only because uh, Joe Bob was doing it last weekend. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, so I watched it. And then I think, um, I think Creepy Crap did that one, right? I believe so. Yeah. 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 Um. I really wanted to stay up for the second movie, which was Possession, because I've always wanted to watch that movie, but it was already like 1130, and I was like, nah, oh, just yeah, going yeah. to fucking bed. Yeah. Um, Sarah and I watched The Mother, which is J-Lo's new movie on Netflix. Nice. It was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my review, I said, if, yeah, if Taken and Hannah had a baby. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's a, like... A typical J-Lo action movie, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, randomly watched a movie called The Witch in the Window. Okay. I can't remember where it was. Like Tubi or something like that. I was just browsing through. And uh, it sounded interesting. And it was okay, but nothing special. And I watched The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey. Because I may go through and watch all the movies. But yeah. I haven't fully decided yet. I mean, the Lord of the Rings trilogy is just like you could watch that yearly and be okay mm-hmm. with it. But I don't yeah. know if I want to watch the other two Hobbit movies because they're not great. Yeah. Yeah. Early in the year, I, I got uh, the Hobbit on 4K and then I had Lord of the Rings already on 4K. And I was like, hey, this week I'm going to watch all of it. <laughs> and I think I got through like the first three Hobbit movies in like, a week and then I haven't watched the my Lord of the Rings 4K yet. Yeah. So classic movies, but the Hobbit movies are kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, did you see the ratings for the Gollum video game? No, I didn't. Oh dude, it's getting shit on <clears throat> so hard. Damn. I watched like a, I watched a gameplay video of it and I was just like, how the fuck did they release this game? <laughs> It looks like Shit. a fucking PS2 game, man. Really? Yeah, it's that it's bad, so eh? bad. Wow. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of reading this past week. Yeah, uh, we have, yeah. 
like you and I both finished a book called Tender It's the Flesh. Um, that yeah. is a fucked up book. Yeah, def I like highly recommend it. Yes. But just there is some trigger warnings that uh you should definitely look up before reading it. Um literally every trigger that you could possibly think of is yeah, in that book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good book though, but yeah, yes, it's uh fucked up. And uh I finished another one before I read that one. What were we reading before? Oh, I was reading within these walls from Anya Alburn. Hmm. Now I'm reading In the Lives of Puppets from TJ Clune. And I'm only like two, three chapters in, but I highly recommend it. It was, it's just a fantastic fucking palate cleanser from all the other books that we've been reading mm-hmm. recently. Yeah. And I really needed it because I know we've been reading some fucked up shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of pissed at myself because I really want to start it like the book yeah but i'm currently reading a stephen king book even though it's not a horror book Mm. but i still feel like i need to take like a book like read two or three books that aren't stephen king before i jump into him again but yeah 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 because you're reading fairy tales still eh? yeah yeah Yeah. very nice very nice um as for news this week there isn't really a lot going on um so i have some movie announcements i guess uh where's the one um bloody disgusting reported that there's a another children's classic being turned into a horror movie uh this one is called cinderella's curse oh god um could be could be interesting it's a gory retelling of cinderella so okay um Winnie the Pooh wasn't great and the Grinch movie didn't look great either, but who knows? Maybe they'll hit the nail on the head with this one. Is this just like the next phase of horror that we're in? Is I feel like all of Disney's IPs are just free to the public now, so everyone's just (laughs) gonna be making Disney horror movies for the next two years. I think so. On that note, what's a Disney movie that you would really want to see turned into a horror movie? First thing that came to my mind was Pinocchio, but I mean, it kind of already has yeah. uh, with Guillermo del Toro's Wonders. It is a fucked up yeah. movie, but, um, yeah. you know, it's not, I don't think it's, Dis- it might be Disney. It's a movie that scared me as a kid, and uh, that's Brave Little Toaster. Imagine that as like a live action. <laughs> yeah. That's that scene with the, uh, the fucking air conditioner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> over you i mean i think like a cop-out answer could be like beauty and the beast yeah but i don't know like peter pan could be like if hook was like a slasher yeah pocahontas Ooh, that's already pretty fucking close to a horror movie <laughs> it is <laughs> huh but yeah. Um, and then we have six new movies that came out this week, last week in May. Uh one called Day Zero, uh The Wrath of Becky, which is a sequel to Becky. Um, and it stars Lulu Wilson, oh, obviously. Shit, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Damn. uh Sean William Scott's in it. That's random. So it could be could be good. 
Uh, it sounds kind of like a John Wick style, like two years after escaping an attack on her family, Becky's attempting to rebuild her life, but when her home is broken into, uh, they steal her dog and she returns to her old ways to protect herself. Hmm. Uh, there's one called creepy pasta coming out, which I'm kind of excited about because I don't know if you're on Reddit at all, but like creepy pastas are like a big thing on Reddit and some of the stories are fucking scary, man. So Hmm. If they can do this movie right, it could be it could be big. Nice. Uh, a few others, and then Gremlins: Secrets of the Mogwai, which I mentioned on a previous episode, was a mm-hmm. animated movie or series. But Gremlins, so yeah, and that's all I have for news, man. Like, there's not a lot going on right now. All right, cool. Uh, 4K, not much this week. Um, we had a few new releases, uh, get released. Uh, Shazam Fury of the Gods, which mm. I think it's on Crave now, so I might watch it, but I won't go my way to watch it. Um, Creed 3, which, uh, haven't seen yet. What's that one? Creed 3. Oh, Creed 3. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know what that is. It's weird. Uh, <laughs> There is uh, The Running Man in a 4K release. And one I'm super excited for that has a pretty sick still book. And that is Crank with Jason Statham. <laughs> okay. Nice. It's got like, I don't know if you'll be able to see it. Oh, that is cool. I like that. Yeah. So I love Crank. I haven't seen it in so long, but wild ass movie a stupid ass movie but <laughs> it's great i almost bit the bullet today i was going through on amazon and uh they have a 4k steelbook of the wolf of wall street oh looked, nice looked really cool yeah. i was gonna buy it but yeah well i guess that's it yeah wraps it up you can see music and dive on Like we said in the intro this week, we were talking about It Chapter 2 from, I don't remember which year, 2019? Yeah. 2019, yeah. Uh, Obviously the sequel to It, which we covered last week. Um, Starting off with the synopsis. 27 years after their first encounter with the terrifying Pennywise, the Losers Club have grown up and moved away until a devastating phone call brings them back. Are you answering that phone call? Like, you're going to answer the phone call, but like, are you going back to Derry? Yeah, man. We made a promise, man. <sighs> but you wouldn't? I don't know, man. 27 years later, nobody talked to each other since then. Well, because they didn't remember. They forgot. That's true. That's true. Maybe. I'd have to think about it. I sure Okay, Stanley. Wouldn't... I was going to say, I wouldn't be pulling a Stanley, but... <laughs> that 
Uh, this movie was also directed by Andy Machete. Um, so I'm not going to go through his uh, catalog again because we just did it last week. Um, and the cast list is large, so I'm not going through all of their movie credits just because it would take forever. Um, but a lot of them are pretty familiar names, so yeah, you don't know them. That's on you. Uh, Jessica Chastain plays Beverly. James McAvoy plays Bill. Bill Hader plays Richie. Isaiah Mustafa plays Mike. Jay Ryan plays Ben. Andy Ransone plays Eddie, who we talked about in our Sinister episode. Oh, yeah. He was uh, deputy so-and-so. I didn't even put that together. <laughs> uh, Andy Bean played Stanley for a very short period of time. Mm-hmm. And, of course, our guy Bill Skarsgård plays Pennywise. I have two honorable mentions. Okay. The King himself. Stephen King makes an yep. appearance in this one. Uh, he looks sh- like he's just fucking losing all of his skin and bones. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's old. <laughs> <laughs> um, he played the shopkeeper. And I have Holly Atkinson. Okay. And I put, put her down because Eddie uh, in this movie is married to a woman who is very similar to his mother in the first movie. Uh, she's like a fucking germaphobe. She's uh, is it the same actress? Because she looks very. Uh, she looked the exact same. It's the same actress. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which yeah. I thought was really cool. Yeah, I thought it was funny. I, I didn't know it's the same actress, but like just watching the movie and it like cutting her for like like five seconds, it's like mm-hmm. it looks the exact same. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same woman. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool because like yeah. he definitely married his mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that pretty much everyone knows the cast, but in case everyone didn't know, Isaiah Mustafa is the old spice guy. Well, my mind's blown. <laughs> Actually? Yeah, man. I remember they did the, the casting and then I saw him and I was like, oh, fuck, it's the old spice guy. It is. Holy shit. Yeah. He's the one like before Terry Crews who would like yeah he was like being a horse and, riding like, on a horse all... yeah <laughs> <laughs> holy fuck that's cool yeah I didn't even like recognize him in the movie like as that mm-hmm. character um do we want to talk about the cast now I guess since we're in the cast. Or do you want to save it when we get into the movie discussion, which is yeah. pretty much right now, I guess. Yeah, we might as well. <laughs> uh, what were your thoughts on the casting of this movie? I think they did a very good job casting the adult characters. Yeah. Like, near per- like perfect, in my the, opinion. Yeah, the only gripe I have, and you're probably not going to like this, Hmm. I don't like James McAvoy as Bill. Okay, yeah. He's by least, I don't want to say least favorite, but he's the one that doesn't look like Bill. Okay. But I think it's a good choice because, like, I love James McAvoy. I think he's fantastic. I agree 100%. But just like... 
every other actor that was chosen looks identical to the kid. Agreed. Even fucking Ben. Yeah. Who like lost a shit ton of weight. His facial abs. His facial features like Mm -hmm. look like the kid. It's crazy. Yeah. And then it's also cool because most of the kids picked their own actor. Yeah. Uh, which Finn Wolfhard was in an interview and he's like, oh, I want Bill Hader. Yeah. Perfect. Bill, Bill Hader choice. found out. He's like, hey, you know, this kid said he wants you to play him in chapter two. Well, that's cool. Then like five minutes later, agent calls. Hey, you get uh, your, you know, to get the tryout for uh, yeah. uh, it chapter two. And then um, Beverly girls like Jessica Chastain. She has red hair. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the, I forgot that the kids picked them. Um, I do remember reading about that whenever this movie first came out, but like, it's crazy. Like how good these kids picked and like Stanley, like, so Andy Bean as the adult Stanley, looks so fucking much like Wyatt Olaf man yeah. like identical like if you shot me 27 years into the future mm-hmm. this is what I would assume that uh Wyatt Olaf would look like as an adult yeah yeah and yeah like Bill Hader is the perfect casting choice mm-hmm. for that Richie character yeah and yeah just- yeah because like um you know, he's like a comedian. He mm-hmm. like has that same like wit and stuff like that. Yeah. Um now like in this discussion, like the like for both of us, I don't think we like this one as much as the first one. And there is some like gripes I have with it, but I don't I've never read the book, so I don't know if anything was changed or if a lot of the story decisions were like in the book that I didn't like. So it'll be interesting to see how we feel once we do eventually read the book. It's been sitting on my shelf for years. I know you bought me <laughs> my copy like three years ago. Oh, I did. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, because I think I had high hopes that like we could push each other to finally read this book. And no, yeah, has not yeah. happened yet. No. <laughs> but yeah, great job casting. Hundred percent. And then in this in this movie as well, like I'm sure we'll talk about it a lot, but Bill Skarsgård just took Pennywise and made it even scarier. Yes, I agree. But I believe that they also fucked the character up. Okay. With CGI. Some CGI. I, I know, obviously, like, for some of the scenes, like, the ending and shit like that, they obviously had to have CGI. Mm-hmm. But in the first one, like, it was just Bill Skarsgård <laughs> doing his thing with yeah. Pennywise. Yeah. And I found in this one, they just, like, there was a lot of stuff that they could have mm-hmm. did without CGI. Yeah. And I, just... I mean, you'd be surprised. I don't want to get too far ahead, like, to the end of the movie, but the baby Bill Skarsgård was Bill Skarsgård. Yeah, well, I'll talk about that when we get to that part. But that's yeah. wild. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Skarsgård was obviously amazing. He was, it's he, he's like, he's like Heath Ledger's Joker, mm-hmm. right? Like people have done it in the past, and they've done yeah. 
great jobs yeah. of that character in the past. Yeah. But nobody is ever going to be able to no. touch no. what they did with these characters. And I don't know if we mentioned in the last episode, but they filmed these movies in Port Hope. Yeah. Which is three hours, three and a half hours from where you are. Yeah. Um, and they're actually filming uh Welcome to Dairy uh there right now in Port Hope. Is that in Port Hope too? Wow. It is, yeah. Um I forget, is Skarsgård coming back for Pennywise in that show? We mentioned that in the last episode. Uh, I don't know if it was confirmed. I'm going to look it up because... And also, I I never finished this series. I don't know if you watched it, but... um, What was the TV show on Crave? uh, Castle Rock. Castle Rock. Because Bill Skarsgård is in, like, the second season. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't know if he's supposed to be Pennywise in that. I forget, but he's not credited on IMDb yet. But there's not a lot of actors being credited as of yet. Okay, so I don't know. Look, we have Madeline Stowe, James Raymer. Hmm. Yeah, there's like seven people that are cast so far. So. Hmm. I mean, I would obviously love for him to come back. I think he needs yeah. to come back. Yeah. I don't, but it like, is hard too because, like, at, at the end of chapter two, like, you know, this is that's the end of the story for Pennywise. It's not like, unless they get like maybe Stephen King's blessing to do something else with the Pennywise character. But I don't know. Well, yeah, because this is a prequel to the movie. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, this okay. takes place in the 60s. Oh, okay, okay. So so this is probably like, well, it'd be like 27 years before the first movie, like it. Mm-hmm. So 1962? Yeah. No. That would be 72. Huh. That doesn't follow the timeline properly. Because <laughs> it was 1989. Yeah. Wait, yeah, twenty sixty-two. Yeah. Fucking Jesus. It does follow it. Nineteen sixty-two. Jesus Christ. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Do some math there, man. Come on. Holy fuck. Anywho. Uh well, I guess you can say let's talk about this movie, even though we have been for the past uh yep. seven and a half minutes. Uh speaking of the cast, one thing that really i hate about this movie and it does bug me quite a bit about some characters is the de-aging that they did on some characters yeah especially finn wolfhart i think he looks fucking terrible in this movie Mm -hmm. it is so distracting every time he's on screen it's just (sighs) puberty sucks man (laughs) puberty sucks yeah yeah, because like with him specifically, it it almost gives him like like they look li- younger. Yeah, like they uh, they lightened his skin up too much, and they made his glasses like way bigger. Yeah, like his eyes, man. He like it's even worse from watching the first movie last week. Yeah, and then watching this one, like he legit looks like a totally different person. Looks way younger than he did in the first movie. Yeah. And it just really does take away from it. Um, the other kids, 
you don't notice it really that much. I think he was the one that got hit the hardest with uh, <laughs> his uh, his adolescence, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, because I don't know if you've seen him recently, but he's, uh, yeah, I don't know. He's like, he's almost like a fucking Pete Davidson in a way. Well, he's tall, really tall now too, right? Super tall and lanky. He's got long hair. He's got like a fucking chiseled jawline, like head of stone, <laughs> man. I just, I just started watching his newest movie. I can't remember what it was called, but yeah. Okay. Nice. Anyways, I agree with you. The de-aging sucks. Yeah. But it's too bad, but. Honestly. I would have rather them just left them looking the way that they are and just being like, cause you can get over that. Like, okay. Kids go through puberty. We get that. You needed yeah. to ref- like, you need to film this movie with flashbacks two years later. They're going to look a little bit older than they mm-hmm. did. I would much rather have just had that than have them try and de-age them the way that they did. Do you think that uh, the director, rather than writing this film, during the filming of the first one kind of like took away from it like do you think that he should have just wrote the first and second film and then filmed the back-to-back right away because there was like a two or three year gap between filming of it like even bill skarsgård i was watching the special features and like he was saying you know when they're writing the first doing the first one like they were kind of coming with ideas for the second one because they knew it was going to happen and like he was kind of worried about coming back because he hasn't played the Pennywise character in three years, but he did say immediately like it just came out of him. But yeah, what do you think that they should have filmed them back to back and not had this gap, or what? To, what do you think? If it was possible for them to do that, yes, mm-hmm. I think it would have been highly beneficial. Um, but I mean that comes with like scheduling conflicts and mm-hmm. probably wage conflicts and shit like that because. Yeah. Like while they're making the first movie, they probably had an idea that it was going to be a popular movie, but did they know it was going to be as popular as what it was? And like the actors likely Mm -hmm. wanted more fucking money for the second movie. I don't know. I think, yeah, yeah, if they could have done it, it would have been better. Mm -hmm. And I think it maybe could have even helped like move the story along a little bit more too. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So this movie going into it like i was talking to you like man like i don't know about watching this movie just because like you know the runtime is super long but i gotta tell you man like right off the bat with this opening scene at the carnival was like that just got me fucking pumped for the rest of the damn movie (laughs) like what do you think of the the opening scene in this one like did you felt it compared to the first movie yeah i think they did a really good job and like i remember reading this scene in the book in the short amount that i have read of the book and uh i think they did a good job of putting like or turning it into that visual adaptation of what happens in the book mm-hmm. and like right away we get the like the hardcore bullying that we saw in the first movie. Yeah. Right. Like this was towards a gay couple and it's 2000, it was 2016. So I mean, small town dairy, you can understand it. Don't agree with it, but understand it. And 
yeah I, like we mentioned in the first movie like stephen king's bullying is just like fucking next level yeah they, they fucking take this shit far yeah they beat the shit out of this couple because they saw them kissing at the carnival and they throw the one guy over the fucking edge of this bridge. Yeah. Into these like almost rapids. Yeah. The one per the one kid in this, I could tell if he was a guy or a girl, honestly. <laughs> but I wanted to beat the fuck out of that guy. He was yeah. so goddamn annoying. Like yeah. when the one guy's like kicking his ass, you know, he's just in the background. Oh, hit him again. It's like, dude, won't you fucking do something, little yeah. pussy? Uh, <laughs> I agree. And like that's we see Pennywise right away with this one too. So it was good. Yeah. He doesn't hold back at all. Just no. The guy's down there. He gets pulled to Pen- you see Pennywise like he's like blur is like kind of blurry because the guy's like in the water. You see mm-hmm. Pennywise just like coming over. Then like picks him up and the boyfriend like he's him across the way and then just Pennywise just fucking ah bites a chunk <laughs> out of them and like pulls it and there's blood everywhere and yeah so good man and then the balloons start coming down and then like all of the fucking balloons from the bridge come down and mm-hmm. it's a really cool shot it's almost like a waterfall of balloons yeah yeah the thing i don't get though is like doesn't pennywise feed on children well, if he's on fear yeah i know that but i thought it was like children's fear or maybe he targets children because they have more fear yeah they're easier to target yeah that's fair okay yeah makes sense but uh yeah i really like this opening scene and then it's like written on the uh the bridge uh come home and mike is the only one who has stayed in dairy yeah because really he doesn't have anywhere else to go um Everyone else went off and did their own thing, but he uh, stayed back and pretty much did research for the whole 27 years of how to defeat Pennywise, what he is. Uh, Just like his whole story, like, I don't know how much of this is in the books, but Mm -hmm. I thought some of it was really dumb, honestly, like the flashbacks of him, like with the indigenous tribes and they're Mm -hmm. like in the hut doing the fucking root and then later on he gives it to bill and i don't know just that whole thing is uh, i didn't really like that much yeah and that's the topic that i was going to bring up because i don't know if it's in the book either if it is whatever fine if it's Mm -hmm. not and they just added it to this movie uh, bad choice yeah bad choice because it just it didn't make sense with what the story is i just feel like it was like a 20 minute sequence that we didn't need to have in an already really mm-hmm. long movie. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe we'll find out once we read the book that it is actually in it, but. Mm-hmm. And uh, with him, like calling everyone, like it's still, I don't know. I, I like, I look past it, but it still kind of bugs me a bit. Cause like he calls all the friends mm-hmm. and so the the story it goes like once you leave dairy you you forget everything that happened in your childhood basically mm-hmm. or at least what happened with pennywise and stuff yeah but mike didn't leave so he remembers everything and everyone just gets a call in their cell phone from dairy maine mm-hmm. they pick it up like hello and he's like it's mike and they're like 
Mike who? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like, he's like Mike from Derry. And then like, he's like, you gotta come home. And there's like, okay. Yeah. They don't even know why they're coming home. And then <laughs> later on, I mean, uh, Richie just kind of joke a bit like, fuck, if I would have known, I wouldn't have come here or whatever. It's like, well, why would you come if you don't know who the fuck this guy is? You know? Yeah. I think to a couple of them, he mentions like we made a pact or like, yeah. or it's come back or something like that. Yeah. He, but, a couple of them just say it's come back. And I think Stanley remembered because he was like the most fucked up, I think. Mm-hmm. Or like they say in the movie, he's the weakest of everybody. Yeah. But yeah, that's like one part I didn't really like that much. But yeah. I like how each character as an adult took pieces of their childhood with them. So like mm-hmm. Bev marries an abusive man. Yeah. Um, and her father was an abusive father. Mm-hmm. Richie takes on the comedic role. He's a stand-up comedian. Um, Eddie marries his mother basically. And he's still, yeah. well, he's a fucking risk analyst for an insurance company, which, which is, is a hilarious. perfect job for him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Stanley, he's still like a like a big warrior as well. Yeah. So I like how each character kind of grew up as an adult living or like having pieces of their childhood with them while also forgetting what their childhood was kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the only one who's really different is uh, Ben, who... Yeah. Apart from the Pennywise stuff, he had like you know, personal stuff going on when he was a kid, you know, he's overweight, got picked on a lot and like has got picked on too. But I think that that part of him, like really like, you know, was hard on him as a kid. So yeah. he like really changed. Like he lost weight. He has abs. He's like a fucking architect. who owns his own company, like super rich. And I just like love how he's like, just changed completely from who he was. But like the the whole architecture thing came from his childhood too, right? Because like the one of the first scenes we see him in, he's it's summer vacation and he's bringing home mm-hmm. this like diorama thing that he made. Plus, he yeah. made them their their clubhouse, which was fucking yeah. underground. Yeah, and in nuts. the book, from what I remember, he because in the middle of the town, there's like this like river dam thing, and he I remember he built like a like a rock dam like in the middle of the thing to like stop the water um yeah. yeah uh has your favorite character changed at all from the first movie to this movie with the adults kind of making their character their own did i say richie was my favorite in the first one i, I think, think so. probably yeah i think so i still really like richie in this one but i think eddie yeah i might join you with eddie yeah I just think uh, Andy Ransom did a really good job with Eddie. Yeah. I like Bill Hader, though, as Richie. I think I already mentioned it. Great casting choice. But I like the adult Richie, too, because he has, like, so many layers now. Mm-hmm. And, like, we learned some things about him in this movie. Yeah, because um, he's which... not, like... I really like Bill Hader. I don't think he was as funny in this one as like uh, the first movie um, because like Richie is like a young, you know, kid who's always making jokes and like older Richie 
he does make some jokes with the movie, but it's not like constant. Mm-hmm. Um, it's only and, him and Eddie that are joking with each other in this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Eddie's still you? my Eddie's Eddie. still my favorite. I I just think everything he does, like when he gets fucking stabbed in the face, like just his oh my look, God, on his, man. look on his face is like then like pulls the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that was another thing we forgot to mention too, because <clears throat> you mentioned it last week that you didn't like what they did with the Henry Bowers character. Oh uh, yeah, I agree. I forgot I just... that he was in the entire movie, pretty much. Yeah, and I was like, "This is fucking dumb." Yeah, yeah, like I don't know. I don't know if it's in the book, but I feel like it has to be i feel like it is yeah but like um before we skip ahead but uh so bill is a writer for uh like movies and stuff like that he's married um and i do like how they kind of take jabs at stephen king a bit because like he's writing for the tv show then like the director's like write a different ending he's like what do you mean you said you liked it no, all your endings are bad, and it's kind of like a jab because everyone says that Stephen King's endings are all really bad. Yeah, you um, can't finish a book. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and then before we get to Bowers, um, Stanley gets the call, and you see immediately on his face, like he's like, "What do you mean? Like, are you sure everyone else is going to come back?" You know. Mm. And then you see him in the bathtub, and. Uh, he kills himself yeah. and um it's really sad honestly yeah <clears throat> that's pretty much it <laughs> that's it for stanley <laughs> <laughs> yes uh i mean stanley does make some other appearances in the movie uh as a kid stanley but mm-hmm. uh but yeah um so yeah bowers is uh is back uh you see like all the sewer water get like drained. You see all like the kids' bodies come out and you see Bowers and he's alive. And it's like, <laughs> what the fuck, man? And then like it's like 27 years later, he's in a like a psych ward and he sees the balloon is going crazy. He sees mm-hmm. like Hofstetter um as a zombie and Apparently, Hofstetter just drives him around everywhere. Man, I fucking... It's stupid, but I loved that scene whenever fucking Hofstetter <laughs> drives up with the car and he just hops in and gets in with them. It's dumb as fuck, but I loved it. Yeah. It just it doesn't make sense that Bowers is still alive. Like, we saw Mike push him into the well and mm-hmm. he bounced like five times off the wall falling down mm-hmm. that well. Just didn't yeah. make sense. I did like the scene of him returning home though, and the cops <clears throat> are all there. Oh yeah. And he's like, I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. I gotta fucking kill them all. Yeah. Yeah. That's what the TV was saying to him. I mean, he did have like some good scenes. I thought the scene with which we talked about a bit, but with him and uh Eddie, I thought was fucking hilarious. But but that was all Eddie. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Eddie made that scene good. That's true. Yeah. But yeah, like the first time I watched this movie in the theaters, like, like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I don't know. Uh, so the first meeting we get is at the Chinese restaurant, 
And what are your thoughts on this scene with everyone kind of finally getting together and like seeing each other after 27 years, not remembering like what what would you like of their like interactions and this whole scene before the craziness starts happening at that other dinner? I think it was it was a nice callback to them as kids. Um mm-hmm. they were able to somewhat have the same camaraderie that they had from the first movie. Like yeah. It, like I feel like I have some friends from my childhood that I could have a similar sort of mm-hmm. dinner with after not seeing them for like 20 years and still get along great. Yeah. Um, and just I don't know, keep up the conversation yeah. like we never lost touch. Mm-hmm. I really um, I know I said I think Eddie's my favorite character, but I really love Beverly and Ben's relationship in this movie mm-hmm. um, because it like takes him a while. Well, Ben remembers that he loved Beverly. Yeah. Beverly throughout the whole movie thinks that it's Bill that was in love with her. Um, and like just like you can just see the love like in Ben's eyes for her mm-hmm. still. Yeah. And like whenever they get there, he's like, "Oh, I thought you needed a passport or something," and she's like, "Excuse me," because he looks way different, right? Yeah. And she's like, "He's like it's Ben." He's like Ben, <laughs> Ben Hanscom, and then like they embrace, and then all you hear is like Richie, like, "Well, fuck! If you guys turned out like that, what the fuck am I doing?" Or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> And then you hear like Eddie in the restaurant explain to the waitress, oh, I can't have gluten, I can't have this and that. <laughs> they start laughing. They're like, Oh, it's Eddie. Yeah. I like that uh Bill also gets his stutter back once yeah. he comes back to dairy. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, that's true, actually. Because you didn't have it before you got back to dairy. No, no. That's true. I never yeah. clued into that. Yeah. I love this dinner scene though. Like once the shit starts to hit the fan. Yeah. I love like the fortune cookie thing that they uh, have. It's so fun. Yeah. Yeah. They get all open like fortune cookies. And uh, one of them says, uh, where's that? I wrote it down. So, well, they, they, oh yeah. So Stanley one says, yeah. One says like, could guess it and cut. And they're like, Trying to like rearrange it, like this doesn't make sense. Just make it. and then Beverly like is quiet and she is like crying, and they're like, "Why? Why?" And then she like flips it up and it says Stanley, and it's mm-hmm. like, "Guess Stanley couldn't cut it." And then you know they realize that Stanley uh, is dead. Yeah, and then just fucking craziness <laughs> starts, starts happening. The fucking fortune cookies start to all crackle because it's like. <clears throat> Every time I go to a restaurant, they'll throw like a handful of fortune cookies down on the table at the Chinese restaurant. Yeah. This was a big, huge bowl in the middle of the table. And there was like probably over a hundred fortune cookies. Yeah. And they just start to gradually crack open. And it's all these different little creatures that come out. Mm -hmm. And one of them's like a baby fucking scorpion type thing. And it's like crawling around and. And it's just absolute chaos with them trying to kill all these things. And then the yeah. woman, the waitress comes in. She's like, is everything okay here? Meanwhile, Bill Hader's taking a chair and just fucking smashing yeah. it off the yeah. table. And he's like, uh, yeah, we'll take her bill, please. 
Yeah. And then, like, I love the introduction of, you know, just them sitting around the table and you get Eddie and Richie, like, making the jokes to each other like they did in the first movie. Like, yeah, I forget what Richie says. Oh, yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm married now. And they're like, what? Like, no, you're not. And he's like, yeah, Eddie's mom. And he's like, it's Jabba the Hutt. And he's like, blah, blah, like, that whole scene was fucking hilarious. I loved it. And then, like, Richie, they don't know he's dead yet, but, you know, they're like, well, you can do this. And then Richie is like, oh, we all knew he wouldn't show up. He's a fucking pussy. And, like, they're like, so that's kind of fucked up, man. He's like, we're all thinking it, man. Like, you know. <laughs> and then um, they find out he's dead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also love the scene while they're leaving. And like the little kid comes up to Richie. And I forget what he says. He's something, something about like, like the comedy isn't dead or the comedy is something. Um, yeah, that's a cute say. And then Richie is like, they'll turn around. And Richie's like, what? And the little kid like says again, he's like, You're not fucking real kid, like <laughs> shut the fuck up or something like that. They're screaming at him. Yeah, the kid's like, uh, what? He's like, those are my parents. And he's like, Do you want an autograph? He's like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I can't find it on here, but that scene's good. While I'm in the the quotes on IMDB. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can answer this question. What's with the beep beep motherfucker quote that gets tossed around? Eddie says it. So Eddie says beep beep motherfucker. And at one point, Beverly says beep beep Eddie. You remember what that's about? Like, was that something from the first one? Did I miss something in this movie? Hmm. I don't remember at all now. Okay. I'm sure someone will tell us after yeah. they listen to this movie or episode. Yeah. We got our our uh, handy dandy Ben from Extreme Horror Replay who always schools us on the trivia. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what do you think of the kind of first scene we get with Pennywise in this movie at the baseball game? Oh, dude, I love this scene. Yeah. I really enjoy this scene. And like it's very reminiscent of what happens with Georgie. Um, this little girl, she's with her mom and she's actually in the first scene of the movie too, uh, with, um, Adrian and Dawn. Uh, one of them wins the fucking squirt gun game and gives her his prize. That little oh girl. yeah. 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 That is her. Yeah. Yeah, so we see her at a ball game with her mother. Her mom's not really paying attention to her. And then the fucking firefly, uh, a firefly flies in front of her and then she follows it underneath the bleachers. And then, of course, there's Pennywise in yeah. the darkness underneath the bleacher. Yeah. And dude, Skarsgård's so good in this scene. Because yeah. she's like, I don't know you, you're a stranger. And then he starts to cry and he's like, oh, mm-hmm. nobody wants to talk to the clown. And yeah. scary and all this shit yeah and she has like a scar like a birthmark on her side of yeah. her face and she's like yeah no one likes to talk to me too because of this and then he says well i can make it go away with some magic or something mm-hmm. and uh yeah and the special features like it showed that scene and like i love filming it and like as soon as 
Skarsgård like does like okay one two and he stops and like kind of like starts drooling and beard they says three like jumps up immediately he's like you okay are you okay yeah and she's like yeah he high high fives her and it's like oh man he seems like such a such a great guy yeah but uh yeah that scene was really good like the scenes with Skarsgård are kind of far and few between of just him yeah but the ones that are in this movie are like really good Mm -hmm. i did read that uh he liked filming this movie better because he was actually able to like interact with his co-stars because they tried to limit a while ago um so pennywise does like these weird things with his eyes where like one will go in other directions and uh (laughs) Bill Hader thought it was just like CGI. Well, Bill was talking to Skarsgård, and then all of a sudden Skarsgård did it, and Bill like freaked the fuck out or ran away. <laughs> <laughs> like, how fucking wild would that be, man? Like, mm-hmm. you think that this is all just CGI, like with his face and stuff, and then he just busts out the like the whole lip thing and the drool and the eyeballs going all googly. Like, that'd be so yeah. wild to see in person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, basically, like Pennywise was like a meteor kind of thing that like came down from space. Um, that's how we came here. Uh, and they're at the hotel and they're talking about like just what they're gonna do. And then Bev mentions that she saw how Stanley died, and mm-hmm. she saw how everyone is going to die. Um, and they're like freaking out and. Like, how do you know that? And they kind of figure out that, like, Bev was the only one that saw the dead lights from the first movie. Um, and I love uh, Richie. He's like, well, let's just fucking come back 27 years from now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no. And, the, and he's like, we'll be 70 fucking years old, man. We're not coming back. <laughs> and I think Bev says, like, that none of them are going to last past 20 years anyways. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Um. They end up uh, finding the clubhouse, which is like underground, which they have a few things. They have to go and find uh, each person's um, token kind of thing. Yeah, token. Yeah. So in the clubhouse, they find uh, this like shower cap that Stanley was going to have everyone put on in the underground. So they weren't scared when they get spiders on their head. And I liked uh, Richie's like in the, or not Richie. Yeah, Richie is in the hammock and he hands him the thing. And he's like, here, put it on in case you're scared of spiders. And he's like, what idiot's going to wear that? And he turns around <laughs> and everyone has the shower cap on. <laughs> oh, That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Cause uh, so, like, for the next hour of the movie, basically, mm-hmm. it shows. Because I think one of the mentions to Mike, like we were together all summer, something like that. And he goes, no, not all summer. Because there was that break after the, fight. Yeah. the big fight. And they all went their separate ways. So like the next hour of the movie is just doing flashbacks of what mm-hmm. each kid did during that time period where they weren't yeah. all hanging out together. Yeah. And I liked getting the flashback. But again, it's something that I'm not saying should have been trimmed out completely. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that sequence needed to be as long as it was. Yeah. Uh, I really like the scene down here whenever they're all in the underground as adults. And then from like the dark corner, you hear like 
Oh yeah. Uh, what does he say? I wrote it down somewhere. Oh, he's all you hear is like, "It's time to float," <laughs> and I'll like look in the corner and and then I will see his Bill Hader come out like dancing. He's like, bee, dee, 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 dee. and they're like, "Don't fucking do that." He's like, "Okay, just trying to bring some fucking levity to the situation." I guess I'll just fuck myself over here. Good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um so each kid's uh token so they get stanley's uh shower cap um beverly's is the letter that ben wrote her when she was a kid with Mm. the the poem or whatever yeah uh can we pause before we move on and talk about this scene with beverly yes going Um, back to her apartment i do hate that they they showed this entire scene in the fucking trailer I agree. But it is still fantastic. Um, And uh, when she's in there, she's like fucking tearing apart her house. And it's like, you're just going to tear apart this like lady's (laughs) house. But I mean, it wasn't real. It was just burnt down place that she was just envisioning. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this scene is, is great and creepy. And was that the old lady from the visit? Uh, It could have been. It is very reminiscent of, of that movie it was like the visit meets barbarian oh shit it was (laughs) speaking of that do you see uh justin long's post on mother's day yeah oh man that was so good good. i'm trying to find this old woman joan gregson no not the same woman but she does kind of look like her but uh that scene was great so creepy dude very like, creepy like before we get the big reveal but like just like the old lady was so creepy and like, like drinking tea and yeah yeah and she's like she says a sentence i can't remember what exactly it was that she said and she just stands there and like stares at her like yeah for like a solid 15 yeah. seconds and she just snaps out of it she's like so how's your tea yeah she's like um so how do you like being back in dairy that's what it was she's yeah. like okay and she's like yeah no one really dies when they leave dairy or something like that and then she's like just stops for like 10 seconds <laughs> and then goes and gets the cookies and then this fucking giant ass thing <laughs> comes out and fucking tits sagging and oh, oh man so i love i love this scene too because beverly's looking at the picture on the wall mm-hmm. and it's it looks like well it's bill Skarsgård, but so like she kind of clues in that it looks like pennywise without all this makeup on yeah and the woman's talking about how that's her father and he moved here from wherever and he joined the circus and blah, blah, blah. And we see in behind Beverly into like the dark kitchen and you see her kind of like the woman kind of poke her head in and then she goes back in and she's doing her thing. Yeah. And all of a sudden you see her go like this past the that doorway and yeah. she's just butt ass naked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> that's good. Um, but yeah, Beverly leaves and then she looks back and it's just like a burnt down building. Well, not yeah. burnt down, but it's just a burnt building that was on mm-hmm. fire. Um, Richie gets a uh, a token from like um, like a, a, a game machine that he used to uh, play on. Street um, Fighter. Yeah, Street Fighter 2, I think. Yeah. And uh, you've got to get some backstory on him. Um. I think he's gay. 
is mm-hmm. what it kind of uh like was saying a bit um yeah so he gets a token uh eddie gets his inhaler mike has what's mike's mike already mm-hmm. had his didn't he yeah but he needs it to throw it into the fire though right at the end was mike's what did he have uh ben got the yearbook was... page oh the yearbook page yeah with beverly's signature in it uh bills what was bills um bill went and bought his bike but i don't think no, oh. he couldn't fit that in the fire oh it was uh georgie's boat oh yeah jo- yeah yeah georgie's boat yeah 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 um i'm not seeing mike's i don't know what mike's was hmm. eddie's running with mr keen though like the pharmacist oh yeah holy fuck dude like that guy was creepy in the first one and he yeah. kicked it up to 11 on the creep factor for this one he got like a fucking cold sore oh he's like, so gross dude he like it's... grabs eddie's face he's like oh what's this it could be cancer it's like uh, dude what the fuck it's like no it's a mole i've had it forever and it's just yeah. like his face is all like cracked and like peely and oh, yeah man, it's yeah just yeah looks like a butthole <laughs> yeah it did uh his daughter is still working there he's fucking blowing her bubble gum yeah hey how's your drink there bud it's sour okay it tastes like if i put warheads in a glass of water so you could have made it i mean yeah i do have a soda stream so i could yeah i could have carbonated it good idea good idea um um i love the scene after bill gets his bike too so he goes he's walking past this antique shop and sees Mm -hmm. the bike sitting in the window and he goes in and Stephen King is the shopkeeper and we don't see him yet. But he says, what can I do for you? And then Bill's stutter kicks in mm-hmm. and he's like, I want to buy the, but, 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 and he goes like, fucking uh, bike. Well, Stephen King starts going like book, uh, beaver. And he's just like saying bunch of B words. And he's like, fucking bike. And he's like, <laughs> you don't need to talk to me like that. And he's like, okay, let's start over. And then, He's like, well, you're, uh, you're, um, Bill Denbro. Like, you're the big hotshot writer. He's like, and he's like, yeah, this is my bike. He's like, no, it's my bike now. Yeah. And he's like, you can afford it. You're big hotshot writer. And he charges him mm-hmm. fucking $300 for this bike. That just falling apart when he tries yeah. to ride it. Yeah, it was just a good interaction. Yeah. Uh, what'd you think of Richie's scene with Pennywise? Richie's scene with Pennywise. The lumberjack. Oh, right. Uh, Pennywise, like, floating down, like, yeah. I know your secret, your dirty little secret. I loved the Pennywise scene. The, the fucking lumberjack scene, dude. I feel like such a loser admitting this. That scene made me jump so fucking high <laughs> on this watch. Oh, really? Oh man, because like I knew it was coming, and yeah. Bill's sitting on a park bench, and then all of a sudden, this fucking giant Paul Bunyan thing with like sharp teeth is like boom, right in his face. Yeah, it scared the <laughs> fuck out of me. Um, and then yeah, it starts like stomping around. I really like the scene. 
I thought it was really good. Like Pennywise floating down with the balloons and all the people behind Bill or uh, Richie yeah. are just like standing there staring and then they start chanting. Yeah. The, know your secret thing. Yeah. And that's, that is what the secret is that he's, excuse me, that he's gay. Yeah. Cause he doesn't yeah. tell anybody. Yeah. And he loves Eddie. You think he loves him like that? I mean, he etched R plus E on a piece of wood. But they were best friends when they were young. Yeah, but he did that whenever he was young. Yeah, I know that, but I mean, I guess. I never really thought of it. I'm not doing that with my best friend, just as a best friend. Really? You would put like B plus C. That's yeah. like a that's like a love thing. Did he have an equals heart oh, on my it? Fucking god, no, <laughs> he didn't. Okay, so you're saying that? So, teenage girls when they're young, they get those friendship bracelets that have the hearts, and there's like split in half. One person keeps one, so like they're all gay. No, that's different though. Those are friendship oh, bracelets. How is it? Di- how is it different though? Is those are friendship with bracelets. Two initials. You're wrong. I'm. He fucking etched their initials in a piece of wood. Doesn't mean he's gay. We think every gay person just etches stuff on wood. No, but kids who are in love do that. Hmm. Like in the tree, like it's symbolic. I don't know. I don't know if I don't think Richie loved Eddie like that. I think he did. Interesting. Okay, I think he did. Hmm. Um, I'm gonna put a poll up on Instagram after. We're gonna get to the bottom of this. Okay. Did Richie love Eddie? Uh, Ben in class. What did you think of that Pennywise scene? Um, it was good. I liked how the shadow was Pennywise, but then he turns around and it's Bev. Yeah. But then we find out that it was Pennywise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with fucking flame hair, yeah. Yeah. I I don't know if it was my least favorite of the flashbacks, but I mean, I still liked it. Yeah. I just I think the the Eddie flashback was probably my least favorite with his mom. Yeah. Yeah. Like with the leper, like the leper's like, okay. It's not really any Pennywise, really? Mm-hmm. And I thought, like, him Ben in the locker with Pennywise was really creepy, too. Actually, yeah, I forgot about that. Pennywise, like, comes into the locker, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that was good. The scene in the classroom wasn't great, but, yeah, the locker scene was really good. That made up for it. Yeah. I thought, I, I literally like the classroom scene, because, like, her hair's on fire, and then she's, like, Oh, yeah, January the, Embers. The fucking January Embers, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Beverly still thinks that Bill wrote the poem, and yeah. uh, they ended up kissing each other, uh, at the hotel. Um, yeah. Eddie's uh flashback is he's like at the pharmacy, goes down, and his mom is like tied up, and the leper shows up and has his fucking low ass tongue, and then throws up all <laughs> over Eddie and. <laughs> 
And he's like, oh, get the fuck out of here. And then <laughs> comes back to the hotel. He's, they're like, what the fuck happened to you? He's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and then goes upstairs and it's like cleaning himself and fucking out of nowhere, Bauer shows up and stabs him in the fucking face. <laughs> Oh man, the scene he has is a amazing. knife in his face. Just goes up the shower, gets in the tub, and is like, mm. so and the Bowers is like crazy and dumb. He's like, I don't know. And then goes up to him and gets stabbed in the chest by Eddie, and Eddie goes out and fucking blood everywhere. And yeah. Bowers jumps out the window and survives. Yeah. Again. Pulls like, the fucking fuck. knife at his chest and just like waves to I think it was a Bill, I think. I think so, yeah. Yeah. I don't like like this whole poem thing in this movie. Cause like she thinks Bill writes it. She kisses mm-hmm. Bill. Like this poem was written twenty seven years ago. Yeah. And then later on she finds out it was Ben that wrote it, and then she just instantly falls in love with Ben. Like this poem isn't that good, man. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? But it's just like she just falls in love with whoever writes this poem. You no. know what I mean? Like she no. thought it was Bill, so she was in love with Bill. And then she finds out it was Ben, and so she loves Ben. Wow. What then? What? That scene with Ben and Bev at the end made me cry. Okay, okay, it's a good scene. I'm not saying that. And I think whenever she kissed Bill, I think during that kiss, there was a look in her eye where she was like, this doesn't feel right. I don't think that you're the one that wrote that. Because he stuttered on her lips. (laughs) (laughs) She's probably like, how would you stutter on my other lips? Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah. I don't know. You don't see what I mean, though? No, the poem is a big part of both movies. Oh, I know it is. I know it is. That's what I'm saying. Like, okay. She just falls in so, love with the guy who wrote this fucking poem. After your poll that you're going to do one? up. No, I want you to write your own fucking poem and people can rate your poem of how fucking good oh it is. God. <laughs> Fine, I will. What kind of poem is that? A haiku? Is that a haiku poem? No, they say what it was, but I forget. Hmm. I think. But yeah. Uh, Bill at the fair goes and follows the kid because the skateboard like falls down the stairs. and Ah, Bill's trying too hard, man. You think so? Trying way too hard. He's just scaring the shit out of this kid. He's worse than Pennywise at this point. Do you think the kid would have died even if Bill didn't go? Yeah, because he was targeted. Yeah. Because he was saying that he was hearing voices in his bathtub and shit like that. He told Beverly that. Oh, really? Beverly? No. No, was, no he told he told Bill that. At Bill the, liked because uh, he lives in his old house. Yeah, he told him at the sewer. <laughs> so, yeah, I think he was already targeted. Um, I love the scene with Pennywise. Fucking terrifying. So scary. The fucking tongue going up the oh man the window. Licks it like a fucking golden retriever. And just like bam, bam, bam. Yeah. And then like that iconic scene with the glass shattered, and then his like big creepy ass smile. 
all of his sharp teeth. Oh man. Yeah. No, that scene's great. But like Bill is trying way too hard to get this kid. Like the kid's what, 12? You gotta leave Derry. Don't you gotta tell your parents you have to leave Derry and don't let them take no for an answer. Like they're gonna listen. Probably younger than 12, <laughs> honestly. He's probably like nine years old. Yeah. And he's like chasing this kid through the fucking fair. Like you're looking like yeah. a predator, Bill. Yeah. And then I felt like this movie didn't hold back with the blood and killing the kids. No. Like, especially yeah. this scene, like just ah, and then fucking blood splatters <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And then Bill goes back. He's like, they, they fucking killed the kid in front of me. It's like, <laughs> yeah. That's what do you get from going there, man? <laughs> uh, so Mike is at the library. Um, because that's where he tells everyone to meet him after they get their uh, tokens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Bauer shows up and tries to kill Mike. Um, is fighting with him, almost kills him, and then all of a sudden, uh, Richie shows up. Um, he originally did leave everybody, and he just said, "Fuck it, if we're gonna die, then fuck, we're gonna die, man." Yeah, I'll take my chances. Um, yeah. Uh, he shows up, he stabs Bowers in the fucking head with an axe or something. He has an axe. Kills him and fucking throws up almost on Mike and the rest of them show up like, what the fuck? He's like, I just fucking killed the guy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So they all call uh, Bill because he's not there and He's like, I just saw Pennywise kill a fucking kid. Like, I gotta kill the clown. I go, I'm going. Mm. And then they're all like, Well, we know where he's going. He's going to the Kneebold house. Yeah. Um. And uh, they show up at the Kneebold house with him. And I love before they go in. Uh, Bill is like, Richie, why don't you say what you did whenever we first came here? And he's like, oh, what? Like, I forget what the version was. He's like, this, this. He's like, no. He's like, aren't we glad we didn't measure dicks? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, no. He's like, oh, let's kill this fucking clown or something yeah. like, yeah, something That's like what that. It was, yeah. 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 Um, um, sorry. Okay. Mike's, Mike's token was the rock from the rock war. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. Um, how did you feel of this scene at the Kneebolt house compared to the first one? Uh, nowhere near as good. Not as good. Yeah, yeah. Nowhere near as good. Yeah, it was a shorter scene in this one. Yeah. Um, but I do like how when they get to the house, they split everyone else, everyone up like they did in the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, like uh, Beverly, Ben, and Mike are together, and immediately Ben starts like feeling pain and you see she's sure shirt he's bleeding they bring it up and like it's getting carved in his uh stomach like before like the h yeah but i think it says home i think is what they carved into his uh stomach yeah um and then richie and eddie are together and uh bill oh right yeah bill's with him bill's there too the fucking uh, doors come back yeah the doors uh at one point um but yeah, the fucking spider head of Stanley. Oh, like, yeah. Fridge. The fridge is there shaking and then it like opens up and uh, Richie is just like, 
you gotta be fucking kidding me or something like that <laughs> <laughs> and his head falls and turns into a fucking spider and like uh, it's gross yeah and uh richie almost dies from the spider and eddie it kind of is like a callback to later at the end of the movie um eddie like the knife is there and eddie is like scared shitless and Richie almost dies because of him, but then Ben comes in and stabs the fucking head like a bunch, and then like Bill freaks the fuck out. He's like, "Richie could have fucking died, you fucking idiot!" And you know, mm-hmm. and he's just like, "I was scared, man." Like, yeah, I would be in the same position as fucking Eddie, man. Like, <laughs> I saw that shit. hide in the corner. Jeez, yeah. remind me to never get attacked by a spider head around you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then they get down to the uh where it's like it landed. Um Oh, we're not gonna talk about the doors? Well doors is at the end. Is that at the end of all this? Well at the end, but during this part. Because oh, okay. uh Eddie and uh Richie get split up from the other three. Yeah, yeah. In the caves. Um, but yeah, they get to the uh, where like it landed, they're doing like the ritual, they have to put in their tokens, hold hands, and then say some something. Uh, and then all of a sudden, the balloon starts coming up from the I don't know, the box they put their shit in, yeah. And then the balloon fills up, and it's Pennywise, this giant fucking spider, which is terrifying. Uh, and um, I like the scene. I forget how it goes, but uh, I think Mike says they have to like make it into its true form. I love Richie. It's just like, oh, I hope it's a puppy. <laughs> <laughs> um. So during this scene, we see, uh, like you said, Richie and Eddie with the doors, uh, kind of a throwback to the first movie. Mm-hmm uh because pennywise is like chasing them like all through like it's like fucking tentacles and then they open which order they open first the very scary scary. because richie's like he's fucking with us it's gonna be the opposite yeah yeah and it's like uh these legs that like come up to them i can't find my shoes yeah uh they close (laughs) that they open the not scary at all and it's just like this little cute pomeranian poodle dog thing yeah um and then like they turn back away the pennywise leaves and they turn back and the dog i think turns into something oh it like fucking morphs into this like demon dog fucking <laughs> wendigo thing that's like up on its hind legs yeah they shut that door um yeah uh what else happened oh um beverly and ben scene uh, I really love uh, they get split up. Beverly goes to the stall where she got picked on um, in school. And then mm-hmm. Ben falls into the underground bunker that he made. Yeah. And all of the mud and dirt start coming into the thing and start drowning him. And then uh, I think this movie holds a record for the most blood used in a movie. And uh, Evil Dead beats it, doesn't it? I thought this one beat Evil Dead. Maybe. Um, 
but Beverly's in the stall and it starts filling up with blood and then through the stall you see all her old like enemies and people have picked on her like trying to get through the door her dad the the bully from the pharmacy um some other people and then ben is almost drowning he starts yelling like i love you beverly and he starts saying uh the poem and then she like busts open the door and grabs him and then uh they kind of embrace and almost kiss each other and she realizes like Oh, it was you that wrote those poems, and I don't know. I really like how they finally came together. Yeah, made me happy. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Did you find uh, anything? Yes. Uh, well, it's a fucking big long article. So the elevator scene in The Shining only used three hundred gallons. Mm-hmm. Evil Dead remake used fifty thousand gallons. Jesus. Uh, oh, it doesn't say how much this one had. Yeah, Fidi Alvarez said, I know we ordered a truck the other day that was 50,000 gallons. <laughs> uh, That's awesome. It Chapter 2 had set the record for the most blood ever used in a movie. Uh, why doesn't it fucking show it? Oh, it was only 5,000 gallons. Oh, okay. Hmm. So Evil Dead beat this one. Mm. No, that doesn't make sense because Evil Dead came in 2013. I don't know. Mm. Anyway. It's up there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so um Pennywise is about to like attack a few of the people, and all of a sudden he gets hit with a rock. And uh Richie is kind of staying up to it, like calling it names. I forget what he says, he has some funny shit. Yeah. Um I'll go ahead. I just agree. Oh, yes. uh, yeah. <laughs> and then, like, he's about to say something else. And then, like, I love Bill Hader in this because he just looks so fucking funny. <laughs> anyway, he's like, comes over and, like, does the dead light shine in his face. And immediately, Bill Hader's like, like <laughs> weird fucking face. <laughs> um, And uh, gets, like, brought up in the air. And then, uh, Eddie comes out and kind of redeems himself and kind of gets up the courage, picks up the the spear that uh, Bev had and throws it and hits uh, Pennywise in the face and saves uh, Richie. Um, And uh, they're kind of fighting a bit. And then uh, poor Eddie gets stabbed in the, in the chest with a fucking tentacle thing. (laughs) I gets thrown away and, uh, Poor guy doesn't make it, man. Yeah. Um, but then like so they kind of go into this little cave area mm-hmm. and um there's some rule. I can't remember exactly what the rule is, but basically by law of whatever, he Pennywise needs or has to take the size of whatever it is that he is or something like that. So he's formed into like the spider thing. So they think that he's going to have to shrink down to the size of a spider and then they'll be able to kill him. That Mm. doesn't happen. Cause they think that he has to get down to size to go through this little like crevice where they want to go. Yeah. So then 
they clue in and they're like, what's another way to make some, like to make something small. And then they just start like belittling Pennywise. And yeah, they're like, Um, he's like, he's like, I can smell your fear. And they're like, no, no, you can't. Like, we're not afraid of you. You're just a fucking clown. And they start like just laying into him with these chirps. Yeah. Um, I love before this, uh, when they were like, they're like checking on Eddie and stuff like that. And, you know, he's sitting up and, uh, Richie's right there and Eddie's like I got one last thing to say and Richie's like yeah what and he's just like I fucked your mother <laughs> <laughs> I love it uh, so good um, but yeah during this scene yeah like they're belittling him you know they're saying you're just a fucking clown like you're just a mimic all this stuff um, so I was watching the special features before and when he's getting smaller, they're actually using a kid with a Pennywise mask on during this scene. Okay. When he's like crawling backwards and stuff. Yeah. And then when he's like leaned up in like baby form mm-hmm. and his head is still like kind of big. So Bill Skarsgård is like behind the the like lava stuff. Yeah just his like head and they have mm-hmm. like the fake kid's body in front of it and they stapled the mask to the the wood okay so it looks like it's like a balloon yeah and uh yeah that's how they did that scene fuck that's wild okay yeah yeah um so they're like belittling him stuff like that and uh sort of like this like baby clown they mike reaches in takes his heart and they all just crush it up and uh Kill Pennywise. Yeah. And they all yeah. leave and the Kneebolt house yeah. collapses on itself. Eddie's Eddie's dead. They try one more time. <laughs> you know, Richie is obviously heartbroken because it's his best friend, not his lover. Um Fucker, you, know. you beat me to it. <laughs> I was gonna say end lover. Yeah. Uh and uh, leaves the house, the Kneebolt house gets sucked into the ground and you know, uh, Richie is really heartbroken. They they go to the quarry or whatever, jump in, and uh, Richie ends up uh, breaking down, crying, and loses his glasses. And they kind of like go through do thing, does do their own thing. Uh, ben and Bev, you know, kiss and and Bill kind of sees everyone gone and just kind of like enjoys the moment of them being all together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they walk, they're walking down the street and they see all the reflections as like them in kid form. Yeah. And their scars are gone. Yeah. The scars are gone their in their hands. hands. Yeah. And then, uh, then the movie, um, they all get letters. Well, Mike calls Bill, you know, tells him, you know, call me anytime. Like, I love you, man. Um, and I think in the miniseries, from what I remember, it's been a while since I watched it, but I think. Mike and Bill had like a really like close relationship in that series, I think. Yeah, I, I honestly don't remember. It's been so long. Yeah. But uh he calls him and says, Did you get a letter? And he's like, What letter? And uh it's a letter from Stanley that he wrote, uh kind of saying, like, I'm basically sacrificing myself because I know that I won't be able to go through with it. Um mm-hmm. and yeah. Pretty much it. And then we see Mike leaving Derry finally. Yeah. Yeah. 
and Bill finishes a book. He does. <laughs> All right. Well, <sighs> anything else you want to mention or talk about? I don't think so. Okay. This discussion's getting as long as the movie. It is, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the way the blood splatters. 50,000 gallons of it. Yep. All right. How did you rate this movie? Um, do first. Uh, story, I will give a 7 out of 10. Um, there was some decisions of characters and just writing that I didn't really agree with. Um, I really did love all the characters still. I thought the dialogue was really well written. Um, I thought the, the stuff with Pennywise and how they defeated him, I, I didn't really mind. I liked it quite a bit, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, for story, I love the relationships between Bev and um Ben and uh, Richie and Eddie. Oh my god, Richie and Eddie. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, so seven to ten quality, I will give it a eight out of ten. Okay, um, I still think this is a really well made, I say no, nine out, nine out of ten, nine out of ten. Wow. Uh, I think it's a really well-made movie. Uh, the runtime is quite a bit long, but I don't think it's as bad as I thought it was. Um, the acting is fantastic. Uh, Bill Skarsgård is awesome. The special effects and CGI are done really well. I love the score. Um, so, yeah, uh, 9 out of 10. So... 7 out of 10 and 9 out of 10. Okay. Uh, my you? story. My story, I also gave it a 7 out of 10. Um, like you, I think the runtime was a little bit too long. Um, there were some scenes in this that could have been cut out to help the story flow a little bit more. But I do mm-hmm. think overall, it was still a really good sequel. Just didn't quite live up to the standards that we had set with the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, quality, I gave it a six out of ten. Damn, okay. Um, we didn't see enough Pennywise in this movie. I uh, would have loved to see more of him. Like, I know we see him a lot in the end, but I just, I don't know. I, I would have liked to see. I think, I think I've come around on this movie. Um, because I think the second time I watched it, I didn't like it that much mm-hmm. but i felt like with this watch this movie wasn't as much about pennywise it was more about the relationships that's, and that's the true. losers club coming back together remembering who they were and what they went through as kids sure. not just the pennywise stuff but also the personal stuff mm-hmm. um so i think Sorry to take over your review of it. But <laughs> you had I your think, turn. Yeah. Uh, I think I just respected this movie more. That's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. That would go more into story. Maybe I'll, I'll bump my story up to an eight. Because everyone, like, obviously, these two movies, it's about Pennywise and of how good Bill Skarsgård is. 
but you, you also just can't make it like you can't make this two hour and 45 minute movie all mm-hmm. about Pennywise. No, I think we would eventually get uh, sick like, of him? huh? Sick of him? We're not sick of him, but just like how much more stuff can you come up with of mm-hmm. what different he can do? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, I think that that goes to the story. So I'll bump my story up to a seven or to an eight. Okay. Um, my quality, I'm keeping it at a six, though. There's just okay. there's things about the movie that I wasn't a big fan of. Mm-hmm. I I think the script was really good and the acting was phenomenal. Like this casting, all these casting choices were spot on except for Bill. Um, but one thing that made the first movie so special is how well those child actors interacted with each other. Mm-hmm. And like all these adult actors, they interacted with each other well, but it just didn't feel the same. Mm-hmm. Like this movie felt more like an acted script. Whereas the first movie, the kids knocked it out of the park. They felt like they were child friends. Yeah. Whereas I feel like in in adult form, they kind of lost that a little bit. Um, I know Uh, you mentioned. Oh, go ahead. You're taking over again. Uh, Sorry, man. I kind (laughs) of feel like in this movie, they're all meeting each other for the first time. In a sense, right? Okay, yeah, I get that. But it, it still doesn't have the same... Well, it's not supposed to have the same feel, but I don't know. To the detriment of the movie, mm-hmm. that camaraderie is not quite there where it was in the first movie. Yeah. Um, Where was I going? Motherfucker. I derailed you. I'm so sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember. The CGI. So... I mentioned about CGI earlier. You kind of debunked that a little bit with with some of the stuff, but the, there was still a lot of CGI in this movie, mm-hmm. and I don't think a lot of it was great. Yeah, um, a lot of it didn't hold up as well as we could hope for it to. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is one of the issues with using yeah. CGI is that it doesn't hold up mm-hmm. past like a five year limit. Right. Um... <laughs> Something else. I, I honestly didn't see myself defending this movie this much, but mm. uh, <laughs> during the special features, they were during the Pennywise sequence. The 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 lead um like designer of the Pennywise stuff, they were talking about how in the first movie it was Pennywise trying to kill the kids, right? Mm-hmm. And the kids almost defeated Pennywise. Yeah, as kids. So in this movie, they couldn't just have Pennywise be pe- like Bill Skarsgård, right? No, yeah. Because they're older, they're kid, they're adults now. Mm-hmm. So they needed something above the adults, yeah, to kind of go toe and toe with them, even more extravagant than. So that's why they had like the spider Pennywise, like this mm-hmm. giant fucking thing that is Bill Skarsgård's Skarsgård's face or head, mm-hmm. but the rest is like CGI and. Yeah. Green screen. But and like I get that. Like, and with this end scene, that's fine. But just throughout the whole movie, like as a whole, like yeah, I don't know. Like the Paul Bunyan scene, like I thought it was fucking wicked, but the mm-hmm. CGI wasn't good. Yeah. 
like yeah. the, the bunion cgi yeah. was not good in my opinion anyways mm-hmm. but i do and i guess I, the 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 de-aging goes into that as well that's CGI yeah, too. Right? yeah good yeah. point yeah so yeah i'm standing by it i'll give my story an eight out of ten rather than a seven and okay. i'm keeping my quality at a six cool so yeah all right let's head on over to rotten tomatoes and see what they scored it the critics consensus it chapter two proves bigger doesn't always mean scarier for horror sequels, but a fine cast and faithful approach to the source material keep this follow up afloat. So, based on that, what do you think the critics scored it? I'll say uh, 67. Huh? Not bad. 62%. Oh, that low, eh? On 382 reviews and an average score of 6.1 out of 10. The audience rated it a 78% on 25,000 ratings and an average score of 4 out of 5 or an 8 out of 10. Nice. Um, what's interesting with this critic's consensus is it says bigger doesn't always mean scarier for horror sequels. On IMDb, this movie has three genre tags and horror is the last of the three. Oh, really? So it's a drama fantasy horror. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So kind of rings true with what you said, like with the relationships and whatnot. It ha- takes more of a dramatic approach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What's Letterboxd have for us? Uh, so Letterboxd is a 3.0 out of 5. Uh, I rated it a 4 out of 5. Um, I believe you gave it a 3.5. Uh, our friend Alan Robertson gave it a three out of five. Uh, Jess from HMC gave it a four and a half. Uh, XHR Pod gave it a three. Her friend Ben uh, Jensen gave it a three out of five. Screaming Cinema gave it a three out of five. John gave it a four out of five. Anthony gave it a three out of five. Uh, Slash and Captain four out of five. Nathan, I hope you suffer three and a half. And Josh hasn't rated it yet. Letterboxed. Yeah. Very nice. Those through three to four. Yeah. Basically. Cool, cool. All right. What are you ready for the scare section? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> All right, what'd you give for a scare rating? Scare rating, I'll give it a six out of ten. Okay. Um, the scenes with Pennywise, even though they are far and few between, I think they are really scary and done really well. And scariest scene, um, I guess I'll go with the kid in the 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 hallway of mirrors. Mm. Um, it's just him banging his head off the fucking glass for five minutes straight and then finally getting through it's it's terrifying yeah. there's a lot of blood in that scene too mm-hmm. and what i survive um i think i could i think eventually you know i'd be the same as uh as them and kind of realize you know mm. you're not fucking real you're you know, just trying to pretend yeah so yeah what about you Cool. Uh, my scare rating, I gave it a five out of ten. Okay. Um, 
like you said, like Pennywise is great. Skarsgård is great. We've talked about him for the last two weeks, how great he is at this character. Um, the added scenes with like the old lady, she was super creepy. Mm. Um, her morphed form was like over <laughs> the top, but like, yeah, the way that she comes out of the shadows of the kitchen and just like storms her way at Beverly, it was creepy. Um, a fucking dog. So yeah, a lot of, a lot of like horrific imagery. Mm-hmm. Scary scene. <laughs> it's fucking dumb as I feel the Paul Bunyan scene <laughs> just because it made me jump out of my skin. Nice. Um, but yeah, that hallway of mirrors scene was fucking wild too. Yeah. Would I survive? I said yes, because I wouldn't have been coming back to dairy mm-hmm. in the first yeah. place. I, or if I called you, I wouldn't I remember like, who you are. Okay. I didn't lo- like that long thought. If I remembered, if I could remember everybody and like mm. how close we all were, yeah, I would come back. But the fact that like dairy's been erased from my memory, I don't know. Probably mm-hmm. not. Mm. Like, who's this nut job that's calling me from Dairy, Maine? But yeah, so that wraps up our month of May. Yep. We uh, we did some good movies, some long yeah, overdue movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's getting very late. We started yeah. late. So let's wrap this up. Let's do it. I'm so excited to announce our next month. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So <laughs> you really wanted to do movies that this director has done. Yeah. Um, and with it being June, we thought it would be perfect. He's not really a horror director, but he kind of has some horror adjacent movies, some thrillers. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to be talking about all movies that were directed by Bong Joon Ho. <laughs> Greatest uh, theme that you've come up with, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was pretty proud of Japanuary, but yeah, Bong Joon-ho, I think, takes yeah. the cake. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're going to be doing four movies that he has directed. Yeah. Uh, kicking off the month with The Host, mm-hmm. which is going to be a first time watch for both of us. Yeah. I'm very so. excited because I've seen this movie poster like for mm-hmm. the past, I don't know, whenever this came out, like the late 2000s, mid 2000s, I think yeah, maybe. Like fucking almost two decades probably. And I mean, I have an idea of what it's about because of the poster, but I've heard great things about it. So I'm finally excited to watch it. Yeah, I'm excited too. Um, All four of the movies that we've picked for the month are an over two hour long runtime. So it's going to be. Oh, you've done research, I guess. I have. I have. Because like, well, obviously we're going to do Parasite at some point. Yeah. I know that that movie's a bit longer. Mm -hmm. And then I was looking at this one i was like fuck are all these movies over two hours and they are but i'm excited to talk about them because i've only watched two of his movies yeah so yeah it'll be fun nice yeah all right if you guys want to catch us on social media you can find us at the podcast on elm street on facebook instagram and youtube if you click the link in our bio on Instagram, you'll find links to our T Public account where we have our merch. There's also a link to our Patreon account if you wish to support the podcast that way. 
And there's links to our individual Letterboxd accounts. Go check out Brooks' newest list of all the movies that he owns. Because I'm going to check it out. I want to see. Um, and yeah, there's links to our Discord server and anywhere that you can listen to us. Yes, sir. So, had a blast this month. It's a lot Me of fun. Too. We did yeah. some great movies. We did. Um, and I hope that June shapes up to be just as fun. Yep. All right. Alrighty. Well, we'll talk to you guys next week. See you later.